This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Upstart and by DraftKings. The 3,500-year-old religious artifact known as the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet is finally going to return to its proper home in the Middle East after it was acquired by the Christian Arts and Crafts Store Hobby Lobby uh, what? in 2014 for just over $1.5 million. And that's where I get my glitter. <laughs> What are you talking about? Where am I supposed to get my live, laugh, love uh, signs if not for Hobby Lobby? You're telling me they have a 3,500-year-old Gilgamesh tablet? <laughs> How much are they selling it for? Uh, they ha they're being forced to give it back. And this is obviously, if you follow this channel for any length of time, yeah. we have reported on this. But if you're yeah. not caught up on the whole story about how an American arts and crafts store was acquiring, smuggling, and in illegal possession of ancient religious artifacts, well, here's a brief overview, but uh, yeah, like we said, it's it's been going on for a few years, even to the point where like uh, my my wife, Hobby Lobbies are around even in Los Angeles. Yeah, we my, have one super close. My my wife will be like, oh, I, got, I wonder if they have any uh, seasonal decorations there. I'm like, I'm not going in that store. They steal religious artifacts, and she every time she's like, what? Yeah, I mean, there's that, and then there's all their weird religious stuff. Yeah, I mean, which is the the artifact. Stealing is part of their weird religious stuff. Yeah, I think but, we said uh, uh, the last time we covered this, it's like, uh, you know, they... They were staying of, open during the early days of the pandemic yeah. when local governments were ordering them to close. They yeah. have uh, a lot of the same uh, uh, things going on as Chick-fil-A, but those sandwiches are real good. Yeah, at least with Chick-fil-A, yeah. uh, you know, I can, I can look the other way for Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, but uh, uh, there's a perfectly good Michael's right down the street yeah, as well. So yeah. I, I don't want to know anything about Michael. Yeah, I don't know who Michael is, and I like, yeah, I like to keep it that way. Yeah. So anyway, back in 2017, Hobby Lobby was forced to pay three million dollars in fines and hand over thousands of artifacts after a Justice Department probe found out they'd been smuggling stolen goods into the United States from the Middle East using improper labels. Uh, here's an NPR article at the time it says the announcement by the Justice Department says Hobby Lobby bought over 5,500 artifacts such as clay tablets and blocks with cuneiform writing and cylinder seals for $1.6 million. The artifacts originally from Iraq were shipped to the company from the United Arab Emirates and Israel with labels that described them as ceramic tiles or clay tile sample. In a statement, Hobby Lobby president Steve Green said the company was new to the world of acquiring these items <laughs> and think? did not fully appreciate the complexities of the acquisitions process. This resulted in some regrettable mistakes. We should have exercised more oversight and carefully questioned how the acquisitions were handled. But the Justice Department prosecutors say the company should have realized that its acquisition of the artifacts was fraught with red flags. You mean Hobby Lobby isn't abreast of all of the complexities of acquiring ancient religious artifacts? Listen, all I know, there's a bunch of war going over, going on over here in this part of the world, and they got a lot of religious artifacts that I would like uh, in my Bible museum. Yes. And seems like the perfect opportunity to go on over there, yeah. grab a couple of those religious items, sneak them out into the United States, put them in my Bible museum. And if we, you know, the, no one will be the wiser because we're already shipping in a bunch of uh, clay items uh, for our stores that people can paint all over. Yeah, we got clay that you can make uh, little yeah. models and figurines, and we have clay, clay tablets from... Uh, <laughs> Who uh, could tell the difference? <laughs> the ancient Middle East. Yeah. Uh, now, the reason for Hobby Lobby's interest in these items was not only because they were uh, a little too overzealous about religious history, but also because the company's founder, the aforementioned Steve Green, was, as Elliot said, building a museum of the Bible 
in Washington, D.C., and uh, obviously they needed something special to get people through those doors. Uh, in the years that have passed since the Justice Department blew the lid off of this case, the only updates have been that uh, Hobby Lobby, they keep saying they're going to send stuff back to Iraq, but it seems like they're dragging their feet. Um, yet they've also apparently drawn up terms that the local government in, Ar in Iraq is under no obligation to comply with. Um, they're just like, hey, what if, what if we did this? And the, and the decision has already been made by the you Justice Department. You stole this stuff. <laughs> Give it back. Uh, but still, they're, they're, they're like, well, let's, how about a deal? Mm -hmm. um, so, yes, as we said, it's already been legally decided that Hobby Lobby and the Museum of the Bible has to send the artifacts back and pay fines. But in agreements attained by the Daily Beast, the memo itself outlines the plan for the return of Iraqi cultural heritage, the process of identifying that heritage, and the money, $15 million, that Museum of the Bible and Hobby Lobby will use to fund a, quote, program to help strengthen the institutional, technical, and human resource capacities of Iraq's antiquity sector. Museum of the Bible and Hobby Lobby also agrees to pick up the considerable tab on the costs of returning the artifacts to Iraq. In exchange, the Ministry of Culture, Tourism, and Antiquities agrees to loan some of the items to Museum of the Bible for up to five years, allows Museum of the Bible to research and publish the antiquities in question, and agrees not to sue uh, Museum of the Bible and Hobby Lobby or the museum's donors about anything at all that has happened up until this point. To be very clear, if Iraq was to sign this memo as originally written, they would be giving up their legal rights to damages. Just give it back. Just How about give that? back. Just give back the items. And there's like a whole thing where, um, obviously, the Steve Green guy is like, well, you don't understand. Uh, there's obviously a huge difference between Hobby Lobby and Museum of the Bible, so you can't come after one if the other is involved. That kind of like sure, obfuscation. Sure, yeah. yeah. Anyway, as for the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet specifically, it is believed that the tablet was looted during the Gulf War in the 1990s and made its way to England in the early 2000s, and that Hobby Lobby actually acquired that one from uh, the auction house Christie's. Yeah. It's uh, rotten from top to bottom. It is. In the antiquities <laughs> business. Uh -huh. uh, Hobby Lobby has already sued the auction house, claiming that they provided false documentation about the tablet's history. Uh, at the very least, it looks like the Gilgamesh Dream Tablet will be returning home very soon and should be back in control of a third party, the Smithsonian National Museum of the American Indian, by the time this video goes up, uh, sometime Thursday, September 23rd. Yeah. Uh, from NPR, by returning these illegally acquired objects, the authorities here in the United States and in Iraq are allowing the Iraqi people to reconnect with a page in their history. UNESCO Director General Audrey Azoulay said in a statement, the tablet measures five by six inches. It features inscriptions in Sumerian, language of the ancient Mesopotamian civilization. The text includes a section of the Epic of Gilgamesh, a poem believed to have been written at least 4,000 years ago. I don't know why you need this tablet when you can just look up the lyrics on genius.com. Yeah. So, there you go. You don't even need it. I got a tablet. Yeah, I, I, it has all the world's I, information I on can it. Play, I can look at the whole Gilgamesh thing, and I can play uh, Fruit Ninja on it. So yeah, I but you can't play Fortnite on it. And we'll get to that. So look, uh, this is that's sort of good news, right? Uh, obviously, these items should have never been looted in the first place, but hey, at least they're uh, hopefully going to make it back safely. And Hobby Lobby doesn't try to pull something sneaky with the remaining items or something, anything mm -hmm. else. Uh, there's been a good deal of very bad news recently. So uh, hey, let's try to do another good news story. Uh, but much like the previous story, the good news only comes as a result of something bad that happened. But hey. We'll take what we can get. Remember on last week's episode of News Dump when we spoke about the destructive new trends that were gaining popularity on TikTok? Berries and cream. That wasn't one of them. But one was beaning. 
And uh, we don't really have an update on that one. And that one was actually kind of funny. Peening was great. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> nothing wrong with peening. And it was also far less destructive than the other trend that was making the rounds. Devious licks. Very devious. This was where uh, you know kids were filming themselves as they literally destroyed their local school's bathrooms, breaking toilets, smashing mirrors, knocking over partitions, and probably pooping in the urinals. Yeah, and pooping in the tank so that when you flush it, just more poop goes into the toilet. You're like, why is the poop going away? Where's this new poop coming from? You know, from? I think oh, that's why they did away with the actual top part of the toilets in a lot of public restrooms. It's just that pipe that goes straight into the into that's the right. wall. That's right. And they, that's why they also had to cut uh, a little uh, uh, cavern there in the middle so that uh, people wouldn't piss all over the seat if they kept it down. I mean, that's definitely that. Yeah. But still, people find a way. <laughs> they get it everywhere. Anyway, back to the devious licks. Uh, good news. It appears as though there are a bunch of very nice people out there trying to flip the script on the devious licks with acts of kindness that they're calling angelic yields where users are cleaning up restrooms and leaving gifts inside of them as well. They're like offerings, like karma offerings. Mm, where did you get that Snickers bar? You don't want to know. I found it. Where'd you find it? Ah, school. Hmm. Uh, here's Insider. An angelic yield is the antithesis of a devious lick. Posts about angelic yields began to surface on TikTok over the weekend of September 19th, well into the backlash cycle from schools around the devious licks challenge. On Friday, they posted an angelic yield video showing them placing a roll of toilet paper on the back of what appears to be a public toilet seat while smooth jazz plays in the background. <laughs> Just hit the most angelic yield on screen caption <laughs> on the video reads while the video's caption says, no more devious licks around here. I love it. I think it's great. I'm helping. This Look, even though like nothing's really happening, you, you, they just put toilet paper there. It's like if there, if every bad trend had an like equal but opposite good trend, it would be great. Like uh, the milk crate challenge, except it goes down into the ground, so they can't fall over. Yeah. You dig a huge hole and you put milk crates all the way down, and you just come back up. It's very easy. Yeah, I there's a lot of. I think that I think the best kind of angelic yield would be uh, going into a big bathroom and uh, whoever's taking a shit, you slide slide some money underneath. The, <laughs> Underneath the door. <laughs> Don't say a word. And just, then you tap your foot. Yeah. Like a senator in an roll, airport. Sort of roll your foot. I got a wide stance. Yeah. Yeah. Just hit the sickest angelic yield, and it's just someone drilling a hole into the partition at the bathroom. I got arrested by airport police. <laughs> it's so just weird. Be, just because I was uh, trying to make the world a better place. Judge, you don't understand. I was doing an epic angelic yield. Yeah. Uh, but, in you know, yeah. We'll, we'll get to what you could actually do to actually benefit restrooms in a second. But the article continues... Since then, the trend has exploded on TikTok. Angelic yield videos are typically set to the track Smiling All Day Long from an artist listed as Upbeat Happy Music. Oh, my favorite. The meme has also expanded beyond replacing toilet paper in bathroom stalls. Angelic yield videos show TikTok users placing money, hey. soap, coffee makers, and doormats, among other home decor items, into bathroom stalls and near rows of sinks. It's unclear if those participating in the trend are students and whether the bathrooms they're leveling up belong to their schools. Still, people are hypothesizing that beleaguered school administrators would likely be happy to see students giving rather than taking. Sure, we'll take it. It's but, better than when all of our urinals were disappearing. <laughs> you know what? Leaving a coffee maker in the bathroom is a lot better than breaking the urinal off the wall. Sure, fine, whatever. Just <laughs> just clean it, please. Before using it, please clean the coffee maker. <laughs> yeah, the, the natural skeptic in us would be uncomfortable utilizing or enjoying 
anything of value that was yeah, left inside. Yeah, it's going to be sitting there for weeks. It's like, you really think I'm going to brew a cup of coffee with all those shit particles flying around? No, no. Yeah. Uh, if you really want to, even a dollar or five dollars in the ground, I'd be like, there is definitely something suspicious about this five dollars. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. But uh, if you really want to help out and be a good person, it's very easy. It's extremely easy. The most angelic yield possible would be using the restroom as intended and not making a mess. Mm -hmm. And if you do, if you've had some bad food the night before, a lot of public restrooms are emergency scenarios after all. They are. Clean up the mess if you make it. It is not that hard. But uh, hey, good on these people for trying to bring some positivity into the space. I like the, the, so I do like, but also hate the doormat. Like, it's like they're trying to, like, make it really nice inside. Like a women's bathroom. <laughs> yeah. But then it's like, that doormat's just soaked with piss. Yeah. And yeah. as we all know, according to uh, hundreds of threads over the years on Reddit, women's bathrooms are apparently twice as disgusting as men's bathrooms. Yeah. So. You know, you want to really do some angelic yields, uh, Sneak into the bathroom, sneak into the public restroom at night and install some bidets on all the toilets. That would be great. Yeah. It's also like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to start calling angelic yields. Like, you know when you have like a, a number two, a BM, but it breaks off clean in a public restroom? Don't gotta, let's say you wipe it and you're like, there's nothing there. That is an angelic yield. Yeah, it certainly is. And then you get the little Poseidon kiss. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on now to some stonks news. Yeah. <sighs> Buddy, it was a bad week in the market. Uh, for everyone, but especially <laughs> because of a Chinese company called Evergrande. Think of it like the similarly named Evergiven. Uh, this one company went sideways and just fucked everything up. It's true. And while this company, among other things, sent the crypto and stock world crashing this week, two of the internet's favorite investment opportunities seem to be forming an alliance. <laughs> AMC Theaters and Dogecoin. We did it, everyone had to happen. From Forbes, AMC Entertainment CEO Adam Aron hinted on social media that AMC, the world's largest theater chain, could add the meme coin Dogecoin to the list of cryptocurrencies it accepts for online payments following a poll he took on whether the company should accept Doge. Nearly 80% of around 140,000 <laughs> votes were in favor of AMC accepting Doge compared to around 20% who disagreed, according to Aron's post on Wednesday. It's clear that you think AMC should accept Dogecoin, Aaron said in the post. Now we need to figure out how to do that. This Twitter poll, certainly <laughs> these results are uh, something I should base a major business decision off Look, of. I, you know, it's, it's easy to, like, hate on stuff like this. But, like, secretly I do love that this guy is embracing this, like, yeah. weird meme culture in such a good way. Like, it was like when he was like, if you can prove that you, uh, you know, owned AMC stock... We'll give you a bucket of popcorn when you come see a movie at AMC. Yeah, it's it's just fun. He's a fun scene. He's though. leaning into it. He's uh, dancing with the one that brung you, exactly. as they say. <laughs> uh, they add that AMC will start accepting cryptocurrency as a payment option by the end of the year uh, in the first such move among theater chains. The exclusion of Doge upset some of AMC's day traders who had rescued the chain from going bankrupt earlier this year. Day traders drove a trading frenzy of the meme stocks AMC and GameStop by gathering on Reddit, using Robinhood, a gamified trading app that claims to democratize finance, and then piled on the two stocks, among others. Aaron has embraced AMC's status as a meme stock. Again, this is like the CEO puts the ping pong table at the office. Yeah. I'm a fun CEO. A fun CEO. Until We're it doesn't work here. out, and then uh, all this is going away. But they're AMC. They're not going away. Yeah, I think so too. They're like, uh, they're an American staple. They are. God. They are. 
Uh, um, especially now that all the cool theaters in LA have gone out of business during the pandemic. Lemley is still <laughs> rocking. Lemley is still holding strong. Yeah. And I really like Lemley. But yeah, it does like uh, hopefully is there any news on the Arclight? Sorry, uh local talk. Um hopefully they save the Arclight. I mean, it will be coming back. I can't I don't know cuz someone bought the more local talk, the Grove Theater. I can't yeah. remember if it was Regal or not. Yeah. There are like yeah, all the all the cool theaters are coming back. They just might not be as cool cuz it's like what would be the point of knocking down a space designed specifically uh, historic to movie? Historic they, yeah, yeah, like it'll be back. It's just I don't know when, and I don't know who's gonna. And own they it. probably won't have a guy walk out before the theater and tell you about or before the movie. Hey, everybody! Tell you about it. Just so you know, the movie you're watching is uh, the 180 one. minutes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so if you need to use a bathroom, exits are uh, over here. I liked it. It was a nice yeah. personal touch. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we will, of course, have more news for you in just a second. But first, let's thank this week's sponsors, starting with DraftKings. It's been a great start to the NFL season, and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Get in on the action now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. As I said before, I've been using DraftKings a lot this year, specifically for MLB, but I did start playing on the NFL as well. Love their snake drafts. You mm. don't have to know uh, even too much about it. Uh, it's You just go in order and get, hopefully, the best players. Um, but, yeah, coming up this weekend, big matchup. L.A. versus Tampa Bay, the old hometown versus the mm. current hometown. You got Brady. You got uh, uh, Matt Stafford. It's going to be great. Brady's been when doing... you say L.A., you mean the Chargers, right? No, no, not the Los Angeles Chargers of San Diego, Elliot. The Los Angeles Rams of uh, St. Okay. Louis. Okay. Uh, anyways, feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And the best part is you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings app now and use code NEWSDUMP. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code NEWSDUMP to get a free shot at millions in totals of prizes with your first deposit. That's code NEWSDUMP only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And this episode is also sponsored by Upstart. When it comes to paying off debt, it can often feel like an uphill battle. High interest rates resulting in minimum monthly payments keeps you in an endless cycle of debt. Upstart can help you get ahead. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. This means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash newsdump. That is upstart.com slash newsdump. And don't forget to use our URL so that they know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go to upstart.com slash newsdump. All right, back into the news now with a, an update on one of the fake vaccine card stories that we've been following for a few weeks now. Uh, first, it was that family that was caught with fake vaccine cards in Hawaii because officials grew suspicious when they <laughs> presented cards for their children who were clearly too young to even legally get vaccinated. Yeah, if they had just waited a little bit longer because I believe uh, was it Pfizer is getting approved for uh, younger? And tentatively. They, yeah. Pfizer just released their internal yeah. uh, study into that that says it's safe, but yeah. it's, it still needs to go through all the approval processes. But uh, yeah, that couple was fine. They had their whole trip 
to Hawaii ruined. Yes. But shortly after that, also in Hawaii, a woman from Illinois was busted after the fake vaccination card that she presented indicated that she'd received the Moderna vaccine <laughs> instead of the uh, actually real and very effective Moderna vaccine. Yeah. Uh, well, now that woman is a goddamn fugitive from the law, and her problems just went from bad to worse after she failed to appear in court. From the Associated Press. A Hawaii judge issued a bench warrant for an Illinois woman after she failed to appear for a virtual court hearing Wednesday following her arrest for an alleged fake COVID-19 vaccination card that misspelled Moderna as Maderna. Judge Karen Holma said she would issue a $500 warrant for the 24-year-old woman's arrest during a hearing on the case held via Zoom. She was released without bail earlier this month on two misdemeanor counts of violating Hawaii's emergency rules to control, uh, to control the spread of COVID-19. It's not clear if she hired an attorney. She hung up on the Associated Press reporter who asked her to comment on the allegations Wednesday. Is she still in Hawaii? I would assume she's back home. They probably sent her back home. Yeah, you would think, but like... And then we're just like, look, we're doing everything over Zoom anyway, so just Zoom into your thing. It's, it's a misdemeanor, I so like, you're probably going to be paying fines. I like the idea that she bailed out, and she's like, I will get my Hawaiian vacation, goddammit. Yeah, it. she's on a beach somewhere, sipping yeah, a Mai Tai. Just bumming around. Yeah, eating a lot of poke, just having a great time. Yeah. Oh, man, I miss Hawaii. I do, too. But you shouldn't go there right now. No. Because their hospital systems are overloaded, and uh, yeah, you just going to have to wait. Hmm. Over in the irony department on the uh, tech side of things, Tim Cook says employees who leak memos do not belong at Apple, according to leaked memo. From The Verge. Tim Cook sent an email to Apple employees Tuesday evening about an all-hands meeting that leaked to The Verge last week. He said the company is doing everything in our power to identify those who leaked and noted that people who leak confidential information do not belong at Apple. Mickey Mouse would never He would never do such a thing. On September 17th, Tim Cook announced during an internal company-wide meeting that Apple would be requiring frequent testing for unvaccinated employees, but was stopping short of a vaccine mandate. He also said that he was looking forward to moving forward after the Epic versus Apple antitrust case. Uh, shortly after the meeting, both pieces of news leaked to The Verge. Now Cook is tying uh, that news to product leaks, which the company has historically gone to great lengths to track down. Mickey Mouse would never, and if he did, it would be a comical and fun adventure mm -hmm. with lots of... Things happening with Goofy messing something up. And depending on when it was made, maybe a little bit racist. <laughs> yeah, but uh, speaking of the Apple versus Epic case, believe it or not, we got another update for that as well. Uh, the most recent news from uh, earlier this month was that due to a ruling in that lawsuit, Apple would no longer be able to dictate that purchases made in apps on Apple devices would have to go directly through the App Store, where Apple had historically taken a 30% cut. Now, this was a pretty big win for Epic and app developers worldwide. But now it looks like uh, Apple's going to do a little punishing for old Epic. From IGN, Epic Games CEO Tim Sweeney revealed that Apple has rejected the company's request to reinstate Epic's developer account, effectively banning Fortnite from returning to the App Store following the legal battle between Epic and Apple. Sweeney revealed on social media this morning a letter sent to him by Apple rejecting Epic's request to have its developer program account reinstated. An Apple developer account is required to develop and deliver apps on iOS. Furthermore, Apple says it will not consider requests to reinstate Epic's account, quote, until the district court's judgment becomes final and non-appealable, which Sweeney says could be as long as five years. Sweeney says it will continue to fight Apple on this and says Apple has broken its promise to welcome Fortnite back to the App Store if it agreed to play by the rules, which Epic argues is now the case given the court's ruling on allowing custom payment methods. They are bickering and fighting and just... So much drama in this app store world. Tim Tim Sweeney putting on his eye patch. Like, you can call me punished Tim Sweeney now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
hey, at least we're not Activision. Yeah. Yeah. Going through it right now. Really going through it. And every day, something yeah. new with them. Yeah. SEC's involved. Yeah. Big time problem. And, and executives are just bailing. Yeah. And, and like. Yeah. Why would you stick around right now? Yeah, well, specifically, why would you stick around? But also, like. I don't know if they're going to get wrapped up in these lawsuits or yeah. not, but like a lot of people are just jumping shit. If I'm going to get subpoenaed, they have to find me first. <laughs> yeah. Uh, over on the other side of entertainment news is the newly announced Disney Plus Day, which mm-hmm. will take place on November 12th and will bring a slew of content to the platform, including the latest release from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and in addition to that, Jungle Cruise, a Star Wars special based around Boba Fett, bunch of animated shorts and a new home alone movie called home sweet home alone what that sounds terrible and probably will be Uh, disney indicated that this would be an annual tradition with ceo bob shapik saying the inaugural disney plus day will be a grand scale celebration of our subscribers across the entire company this day of appreciation brings to life our mission to entertain inform and inspire fans and families around the globe through the power of unparalleled storytelling and will become an annual tentpole event to be amplified across our global business I saw Shang-Chi finally in theaters on a Wednesday night where no one else was there except for me at a uh, conglomerate uh, (laughs) theater chain because that's all that's left. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, it was really great. I was blown away by how good it was. Uh, Obviously, there's... I mean, there's a bit of, like, Marvel fatigue for the movies and stuff. Uh, I still haven't seen Black Widow. Loki was great. I watched, like, an episode of Falcon vs. Winter Soldier. So I was, like, going into this with, like, tempered expectations. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was great. It was I was blown away. It was like incredible action. The story was great. Well, I this one, it. unlike everything else in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, where uh, directors don't get to direct action scenes, mm-hmm. those are all done by a specialized team at Marvel, and uh, they they definitely feel very samey after thirty fucking movies. So yeah. it's uh, this one's. I still haven't watched it, but what interests me is that this one actually there's a focus on fight choreography. Because that's been a pretty weak point in like a lot of these other movies, is the fights all just feel fake. They're not shot in interesting ways. This yeah. one, uh, this one's there's actual martial arts. Yeah, and it's a cool looking film, and it, and it obviously sets up uh, the shit that's coming in whatever the hell the new phase is. I'm lost on how many phases we're in right now. The star but, uh, of uh, Shang Chi though, he got he got outed for his Reddit account though. Did you see that? Oh yeah, well yeah. So that's <laughs> one of those. Yeah, that was that came out for some reason at, like after everything, but uh, yeah. yeah. He had already apologized for that in 2019, oh, where okay. he was just like, "Yeah, sorry, I was, I was an idiot and posted this." Like, I forget how old he was at the time, but he's like, and like this time, I guess he had a statement. I don't know if someone asked him or if he posted about it. But he's like, "I'll refer you to my pre-existing apology from two years ago." Yeah, okay. was, basically, he was just like, "I said some really dumb, uneducated shit, I didn't, I, and I, just, I grew as a person." Yeah, I just thought it was funny. It's yeah. just, uh like that's it goes to the the saying, "Never post." Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that was weird. Great that he grew as a person, though. Sure. Movie's good. <laughs> Movie's good. Also, I finally watched Coco, which was a joy and very sad. Oh, Coco's great. Yeah, yeah. it's very sad. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite Disney songs, which, uh, the main, yeah, the main song in Coco, very hard to sing. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of notes to hit. Yeah. Good luck trying that one at karaoke. You're going to look like an idiot. <laughs> You're like, uh, I'm like with uh, movies like you are with video games. I watched them like three years late, unless it's Shang-Chi. But like, yeah, Coco, I don't know why I waited so long, but uh, it's great. Yeah. I was like, I want to see it, you know, because it's getting to be Halloween time, yeah. sort of. It's spooky, but it's uh, it's heartwarming. And, and heart- also very, very, very sad. Very sad, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was bawling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, 
Over in Twitch news, it looks like the platform has finally struck a deal with the major music labels. Don't, not so fast. Regarding DMCA issues. And the holster like my prayer hands. <laughs> the deal protects them and uh, not the actual streamers. Uh, from Kotaku, last year, a music industry crackdown on streaming site Twitch resulted in copyright strikes and a mass deletion of videos as the National Music Publishers Association, NMPA, sought to cut down on streamers playing licensed music. Twitch has now made a deal with the NMPA, but uh, for streamers, it's not exactly a game changer. This new deal looks a lot like the old deal, only now, in most cases, streamers will be given a warning before their stuff is wiped and a notice issued. So the actual... Great. The actual permissions and systems underpinning Twitch's response will largely be the same, as its only tools in this fight are deleting content and punishing users. The rules governing a streamer's use of music haven't changed either, because the industry still won't allow unlicensed broadcast of content. It's hard seeing this as any kind of win for streamers, since the only change on their end is a warning before the same drastic steps are taken. But the music industry is obviously happy enough. Um, this protects Amazon. Not you. Yeah. In your case, they'd be like, hey, did you fuck around and play a bunch of songs? Yeah. Well, we're going to delete that video, and if you do it again, then we're going to do something else. Yeah, all right. So there well. you go. It would be great, instead, if they came up with some kind of system where the users watching had a, you know, if you connected your Spotify account yeah. and the streamer was using Spotify, or even if you connected your uh, Apple Music or whatever, yeah. and it's Just synced. count the concurrent views as listens on Spotify. This, I feel like this would be a win for, for Yeah, for everyone. artists. Yeah. Like imagine, uh, you know, someone as big as like Hassan plays a song. It's like, not only is that great marketing for the song, I'm just using him as an example. I don't think he would like. He doesn't. He actually does not enjoy music. He's one of those <laughs> yeah. weirdos. He literally. Well, do I don't know who's big on Twitch anymore because everyone left to go to YouTube. Uh, Pokimane. I. She. she uh, I don't know. YouTube don't was like. Know. Money, 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 money. Wow. And everyone's wow. like, oh shit. Uh, so yeah, was, uh, generic big Twitch streamer insert here. It's great marketing for the song, uh, unless it's like fucking like YouTube or something. Obviously, like. People will always argue that, but yeah, it's like if if so, if like thirty thousand people are watching this, thirty thousand streams of this song just got instantaneously. Hmm. Yeah. So it would that would be something that would be, I think, beneficial. Um, uh, yeah, it would be great. I, I feel like at some point they were working on something like this, but uh, I don't know. Spotify does have that uh, partnership with like a podcast service that allows you to it it connects. Spotify users, so they can if you do if you wanted to play like music on a podcast, yeah. it would connect their Spotify accounts so that they're technically but, listening to it legally. But that's only for podcasts that are published on, on Spotify, Spotify and nowhere else. But, but it's, it's still a very cool like a idea. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. Um, anyways, uh, your basic streamer out there is just going to have to continue using royalty-free or approved playlists or nothing at all, unless they want to risk their channels getting taken down. Sucks it, Asanda. How does Asanda like music? Yeah, he literally, he's one of like the 15% of the population who gets no pleasure from uh, music. It's very funny. He's like the people that uh, think cilantro tastes bad. Yeah, basically. Cilantro of the ears. <laughs> yeah. This is music. I got cilantro here. Yeah. It all sounds like garbage to me. Yeah. Sounds like soap. Uh. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, sorry, our schedule is a bit messed up this week. We have a busy weekend coming up. And uh, we needed to take some time off. But yeah. we'll, we'll be back with another episode of Weekly Weird News for you before we head out. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. we have 
plenty of episodes over here for you to watch. Again, nothing's really changed in the uh, missing and now murdered vlogger yeah. uh, case. Uh, there's little things popping up, but they're unsubstantiated or unconfirmed. It, whatever. We also have a new episode of Tech News Day. Check both of those out. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye.